0: All right, so today we are going to each say a word um, that will be describing what we're going to be talking about today. So, my word is allowing. My word's evil.
1: My word is bigger picture, hyphenated.
2: (laughs) And my word is
1: permissive.
3: Beautiful, let's go.
2: Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Quarantine. My name's Matt.
3: I'm Athena. I'm Lauren.
1: And I'm Branson.
3: I was going to say, we still have (laughs) Branson with us, as you can tell, which we're very excited about. Um, Before we get started today, I want to invite you guys, if you enjoy what you hear here at Quarantine or any of the podcasts um, on Awaken Catholic, we would love for you to join Awaken Nation um, for as little as a cup of coffee costs, you can join and help support all that we do here. And if you haven't headed to the App Store, that's not that doesn't sound right, but if you haven't gone to the App Store and downloaded Awaken Catholic yet, um, I highly encourage it. It's a great way to join a Catholic community and also get to know the hosts here at Quarantine and the other um, shows a little bit more.
0: Also, today's episode is brought to you by Casabella Cleaning Service. Casabea is a one-stop shop for all things clean. If you live in the Northwest Ohio area, Casabea is the ideal option to keep your residence, commercial, or new construction clean. Casabea is also one of the only services in Northwest Ohio that provides deep and professional carpet cleaning. Most importantly, right now during the pandemic, keeping your home and offices clean and COVID-19 free is of the utmost importance, and it happens to be a specialty of Casabea. That includes doorknobs, light, switch- light switches, surfaces, ATMs, everything. Get the peace of mind of knowing your home or commercial environment is professionally clean by visiting cleaning.info today.
3: Great job. That's a long, Great yeah, job. a long one. Great job. a long one. So today we are going to cover a super important question. And we're going to do our best to give you guys answers. Matt, what is our question today?
2: Our question. Uh, hopefully I say it right is why do bad things happen to good people? You
3: did it. Yeah. I didn't say that because I can't say it. I mess yeah. it up
0: every time. <clears throat> Athena and Matt were struggling with why do good things happen to bad people? And I said, this is a whole another, <laughs> <Yeah>. whole another question. <laughs> um, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
0: So <clears throat> this question is a part of, a ca- of Catholic apologetics, which is basically answering and defending questions of our faith. Um, and, and it's a hard one. It's it is. A hard one. It's a tough one. It really is
3: especially when you're put on the spot like I remember my first year of youth ministry I had a teen that I mean like she was going through it like her family members were like it was tough and I remember her sitting Mm -hmm. down and she was like why is this happening and I I, I remember feeling super like kind of dumb in the moment and I was like I should know how to answer this and help you but like I it's it's really hard and I know for teens I've had teens same thing people will ask them and they'll come to me like my friend's going through this she's not Catholic and Um, she doesn't understand why God would allow this to happen to her. And like, I know it's hard for you guys to be able to answer this too. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but it's hard for you guys to, to answer this question too. It's, I mean, it's tough. It's tough.
0: Yeah. And so my word at the beginning, like I said, was allow. And Athena just said, sometimes he allows things. So yeah, sometimes God allows things to happen to people. Um, sometimes that can be something that they really need that they don't think that they need. Like God Mm -hmm. knows that they need that. And there's something that will shake them almost, like shake their world upside down Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because they were in a spot or you maybe were in a spot that you knew like maybe you shouldn't have been or um, that God just needed to get to you somehow. And that's like how you were going to get out of that situation.
1: Mm. Yeah, and I think like this is truthfully, probably one of the, the biggest questions that, that might lead people away from God yeah, or away from absolutely. the church. Because, I mean, it's puzzling, right? If we, if we claim to have an all-good God, mm-hmm, all uh, all powerful all powerful. God, an all-powerful yep. God, an all-knowing God, like, why does suffering exist? Like, we talked about it. And, and especially, why do bad things happen to good people? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we have to, and you referenced, Lauren, last week, the book of Job which I think tackles this question in a way that, that maybe a lot of other scriptural references don't. Um, But I think just like a lot of other things in our life, like things don't make sense until we look backwards. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Often in the, in the midst of the difficulty, the chaos, right. Things, Mm -hmm. uh, things are hard, but um, so many things in the spiritual life only make sense when we are looking behind us. At the things that have happened, right? Before. Yeah, and
0: yeah. sometimes you have to take two steps back to go one step forward. Right. That's just, and I like- think a
3: huge, a huge thing. And we'll tackle this topic more too later because it's, it's a big one. But it's just that we do have that free will. So sometimes, what God intends for us and what His plan is for us, He also understands and knows us well enough to know that we are not going to choose that, and our choices um, can lead us. To the answer to this question. Why does bad things happen to good people? I said it right. Um, Because we have that free will. We don't. Our God lets us have that. And like lets us choose love for him. Um, And with that. That means that he isn't going to intervene. Every time something goes wrong. Mm -hmm. Because if that's what. Mm -hmm. If that's the case. Then our whole faith falls apart. Because we're forced to love God. Because he's making it so easy to do so. And there's no
0: trust. And there's no. Yeah.
3: Like it's a whole. Like. I mean, it would change our understanding of the sacraments of marriage, all of that, because that's all based off of our relationship mm-hmm. with the Lord. Yeah. Um, And and it's important to remember that evil exists. Mm-hmm. Evil like 100% exists. So even things that like we tend to jump to that conclusion of like God is doing this to me, like God is God is allowing this to happen. He's choosing this like. That's That was never his choice. That is why he right. created the garden. That is why that's where he placed Adam and Eve. His choice was never to have us go through this suffering and have these terrible things happen. But evil exists. And in our world, that's something we have to combat. So sometimes it's not that God is like God thinks because th- this drives me crazy. OK, so this past year has been a rough one for um, our family. We have gone through two miscarriages and the the thing that was the hardest, and I know that, like everybody was trying to be loving, but was like, "God has a plan, mm. right? Oh yeah, God's gonna use this, okay, Stop right there, okay? When someone's going through something difficult, that is not the answer. The answer is not like God, God's gonna use this. He has a plan for you. Does he have a plan? a hundred percent, okay? My second miscarriage, um, I actually got to reach out well, she reached out to me to an old high school friend. I haven't talked to him forever who was actually going through the same thing and hadn't spoken about it. There was beauty that came from that that I can't even explain. Um, And that suffering for me was so worth it, right? I like to think that I'm a good person. So like that bad thing that happened, um, good came out of it. Beauty that I could never have seen or known. Did that make it easier? No. Was I still angry at the time? A hundred percent. But looking back, I can see that God, God need like... She needed me to go through that in order to have that moment where she could talk about it. Um, And so for me, that was my answer, right? I I don't know why we had to go through the first one. I wish we didn't have to go through the second, but I can see the beauty in that, right? We got to connect. We stay in touch um, and we kind of got to be each other's shoulders to cry on and support each other, which was important. Um, But I also don't think that God was sitting there and was like, oh, I don't know if we can have another like Jojo Getsy, like, nope, right? Like he wasn't like canceling out those pregnancies for us. Yeah. And he wasn't sitting there going, oh, Athena's life's been really easy. So yeah, it's time. And like taking that baby from us, right? Yeah. Um, and I think it's important to remember that because sometimes like when good things are happening, we always like to say like God's doing it, right? God's letting all this good happen. And it's so beautiful. And when bad things happen. But when bad things happen, then we say like God's doing that, right? Like he has to be. Um, So I think it's important to remember that in no situation is God sitting there like controlling your life and saying like, okay, it's time for this and it's time for that. Um, It's time for that A and it's time for that F. Like that's not how it works. But there is evil. And we have to be fully aware of that so that we can enter into a deeper relationship with Christ, understand our suffering and also realize where that evil is in our life that we need to address.
0: Yeah. And the fact that he doesn't cause that evil, we've already chosen that like from the very beginning and because we're broken and that's the bottom line to it. And, um, he's redemptive in that, um, that we're broken. And uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I just like to point out that <clears throat> piggybacking off of what you're saying, God does not like wish bad things upon anybody. It's mm-hmm. just not, not how God is a person. And he actually says it, and this is from the book of Wis- wisdom, um, it says, God did not make death, nor did he rejoice in the destruction, nor does he rejoice in the mm. destruction of the living. So, yeah, yeah, God is still intimately involved in all of our lives. But that doesn't mean that everything that happens, every bad thing that happens um, is a part of God's plan. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, just
0: and like people. Another thing is like people getting sick like that there's things that happen naturally too, Mm -hmm. like in our bodies. That's just like how we're made up, you know, like things just kind of happen like that. And you know, I, I understand that like people would be like, well, why can God prevent that? But it's like, that's just how, I don't know. Like
2: Yeah. When, right from the beginning, when God created human beings or angelic beings, he let go of some of his control, right? Mm -hmm. When he made things like physics or like different states of matter, like a circle or a square, having that, um, That ability to make your own decisions and have that free will, which we'll talk about in another episode, is like almost a gift. And it kind of leads us, it makes us more like God in a sense. Mm. Um, Yeah, him giving up that ability to us makes him even closer to God. Mm.
3: And I think it's important to remember too that like God also isn't just sitting there watching and he's not gonna be sitting there judging you like, oh well, you chose that one, like that's that's on you. That's why that's happening. Yeah. Um, but he like ultimately, like when we suffer, he suffers. Mm-hmm. Like so when bad things happen to us, Christ feels those bad things. Like please know mm-hmm. that, that like Christ feels those things and you are not alone. Mm-hmm. And um, got like God isn't up there as like that because sometimes some of us like have that father figure on earth that like that's how they are they're kind of hands off and like Mm. oh well that was your choice and that's what's happening to you right I know in in different parts of my life that's happened with my dad um I have a very wonderful dad if he's listening I don't I don't know if he listens to this but if you are (laughs) you're great um but I know that for some of us we don't have that and so we have that humanly father figure that may not be perfect um Or it may be like super detrimental to us as what we think of as God. And like, please know that that's not God. Like he's not sitting there hands off going, oh, well, you walked into that one. Mm. Ultimately, he is sitting there and like he is yearning for you to choose him so that he can help walk you through these, right? Because our world is broken. Um, We don't have control over that. You see it every day, like the things that are happening in Hollywood and Um, society, how it pushes like you teens to do crazy things. Like that's because our world is broken and God is yearning for us to choose him so that he can help us navigate this broken world and help us reach heaven. Mm. But that free will comes in. And when we choose not to do that, when we choose to blame him and to pull away, um, we're not going to see the fruits of those bad things, the fruits of those, the sufferings or whatever it is that we're going through. Um, because we're choosing to blame instead. And it's the same as if you're blaming your teacher for failing a test, right? Ultimately, like, okay, they could not be a great teacher, but did you study? Did you go out of your way to try and like better the situation? Or did you just not pay attention in class? Cause they're a boring teacher. You don't think that they know what they're doing. And then you failed your class, right? You don't get to blame someone else. That's on you. Um, it's kind of that, that same thing is when we're going through these bad things, it's so easy, um, just to blame God, especially when you don't have a relationship with him. So those that aren't in the Catholic faith or in the Christian faith at all, it's really easy. And I, I came across this in high school. Um, I remember sitting in Spanish class class and then, an, um, an atheist was in there. He was two years older than me. So it was super like intimidating anyways, because a senior's talking to a sophomore and we're sitting in the Spanish class and he just starts drilling me. Um, I loved this teacher, but we didn't really have class often he was drilling me about how God would allow bad things to happen. And he starts unloading about these things that have happened in his life with his friends and his family. And I was like sitting there super unprepared and I was like, I don't know. And I remember just answering him honestly and just saying like, all I know is that God loves me. And like, I'm going to try my best to find the good in those situations and i and I remember being very clear, like, I have not been where you've been, um but in my life, these are some of my sufferings and where I found good. And I remember at the end of that conversation, he looked at me and he was like, "You know, you're the first Christian, not Catholic Christian in general, um, that has ever spoken so openly and honestly, and like we're okay not having answers." And for Mm -hmm. me, like that was, that's kind of how I try to run my ministry. My teens know when they have like stumped me because I'm like, it's a great question. Let me find out for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Or I use the, you know, go, you know what? You should really ask uh, Father Eric, our pastor. (laughs) He probably has that Mm -hmm. answer. Sorry, Father Eric. Um, But that's kind of how I chose to then lead my, my Christian faith, my Catholic faith, because I don't have all the answers. This Mm -hmm. is, this is a hard question and it's, I can't sit here. I don't think any of us can and can pretend to a hundred percent know exactly why this is what God was thinking when this happened. Here you go. Um, but we can, we can all try our best and we can go off of the theology of the Catholic church um, to try to at least find some sort of understanding so that we don't feel so hopeless when we're going through those bad things.
1: Right. Yeah. And I think like to your point, like um, we can get so caught up in, <clears throat> in trying to give the right answers when if somebody's suffering, like the best thing they might need is just to be to sit in that suffering with them, yes. right? To just to offer for, yeah. a listening ear. Um, instead of trying to make sense of it all, right? Um, because so much suffering, like we, we can't make sense of it. Um sometimes down the road we can, but but sometimes it's not gonna be until you know we're in the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I think that maybe just in in ministering to people and, and befriending people. Um, you know, t- to have compassion means to suffer with, right. Mm-hmm. Maybe the best thing we can do. And maybe the, the, th- the reason there isn't, I don't know, maybe, maybe one of the reasons there isn't a perfect answer to this question is just because Christ wants us to sit in the suffering with those who are going through it and to offer compassion that way.
3: Cause I mean, ultimately that's what he did. If we listen to Christ's stories and his life, um, he constantly was doing weird things for that time period where it was like, what are you thinking? Um, and part of it was he was meeting people where they were at and he was willing to sit there and and kind of go through that suffering with them versus just saying like, mm, you're a leper, get away. He was willing to meet them where they're at and really get to know their hearts. And that's what we're called to do as Catholics and Christians mm-hmm. is to get to know people not from the outside, but the inside. Um, and meet them where they're at. And if we're called to be Christ like, sometimes that does mean suffering. I mean, um, I don't think many God asks to be hung on a cross anymore, but I think that He does ask us to maybe give up some of um, the comfortable in our life in order to be more Christ like and to be Christ to others.
2: Just name dropped him. Um, <laughs> one of the reasons that God allows these bad things to happen is. Um, Is because God knows that even in the midst um, of the worst evil, he can ultimately bring out a greater good. Mm -hmm. Um, And you look at the worst thing in human history. God came down as a man and we hung him on the cross, right? That wasn't God. God, that's not God's plan. That bad thing that happened was not God's plan. But seeing how the redemptiveness and the acceptance, acceptance of Jesus, how he gave up his will, um, for us, you see the greatest thing in human history come out of it. Um, and that's just a testament to, yeah, in these bad, bad times, one, from the time that human was um, created, bad things are, are, are bound to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so having the mindset of, just that redemptiveness of when these bad things happen, then, you know, God, God can do miraculous things. If we just accept and surrender our will to
1: him. Mm -hmm. Kind of reminds me of, of like the raising of Lazarus. Like you said earlier, like, you know, God does not rejoice in our sufferings. Like we clearly see like, yeah, like truthfully, Christ could have gone earlier, healed, healed him, you know, from his sickness he doesn't right and that doesn't mean that he wills his death mm-hmm, right. but he he allows him to die and then he goes and he weeps with their family yeah and then he he's says so like, powerful yeah and then he, and then he raises him and and there's a there's a dimension of Christ in that moment that people are able to see that they wouldn't have been able to see mm-hmm. if Lazarus had had just been healed right so Christ so can true. show his magnificence in the greatest sufferings, um, uh, right. Again, doesn't will it directly, doesn't rejoice in it quite the opposite. He, he suffers with us. Yeah. Um, but when we are found, whether it's, whether it's as a result from our own brokenness and sin, or if it's not when we're found experiencing, uh, bad things, right. Um, Christ can show a new dimension of himself within those. Yeah.
3: So if you if you believe you're a good person, which hopefully most people do, and you're going through something terrible or you've gone through something terrible or you know something coming up is going to be terrible. Um know that you're not alone. Um know that the the church herself like suffers with you. Um that Christ suffers with you and that you do have people you can lean on. And if you don't find those people, um but that someday somewhere somehow there will be beauty in that um and that it's okay to not have the answer as to why that's happening um but just know that you are not alone and that we you know we hear we suffer with you the church suffers and we um we want you to use to be able to use that to fuel the fire in your heart and in your relationship with christ and not to pull away
0: and ask for the intercession of saints cuz saints have suffered as well and grow with them and mm-hmm. pray with them mm-hmm. ask them to That's pray why for we you have them. yeah mm-hmm. um i don't know if job's kind of deep but if you want to sit with job like <laughs> yes. sit with job and pray with job and um and mm-hmm. if you really just don't want to do anything else just talk to god ask god why is this happening and and just sit there and be with him
2: so mm. yeah and out of love just remember like God is not a tyrant of this world mm-hmm. for a reason, yeah. you know? and that's so that we can ultimately grow in a relationship with Him. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, these bad things aren't because God wrote them; quite m- mostly the opposite. But it's out of love where we find redemptiveness and our, the best relationship possible with God. So,
3: Amen, Amen. Awesome. Amen.